we were listening to Commissioner Russell Edwards there as he was talking about something you folks uh, voted on doing a couple of three weeks ago. This thing is energy initiative, and the plan is for athens Clark County, at least as a government, the, 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 the power that is used at government entities around the, the county, to be renewable energy, clean energy, and, and sustainable energy. Now, that's an ambitious goal. How do you plan to go about meeting that? Well, I think the first important step is for us just to, to set that goal, to set the priorities so that we can start creating a plan to get to it. Uh, in this this last budget that we just passed in June, we put some money aside for us to actually come up with a renewable energy plan that is going to kind of be our roadmap for us to get there by 2035. And, I mean, this is connected with SPLOST, uh, though, you know, which we have uh, – a number of SPLOS uh, projects on there that would help us uh, pay for, um, you know, changing over some of our buildings and building new buildings in the future that are uh, more renewable energy-based and also moving our transit system more to renewable energy-based. It'll actually help us fund a lot of those things. So it's really going to depend on that plan that we are coming up with right now that we're using our, uh, our sustainability director, Andrew Saunders, is working on. And also having uh, that revenue source that will help us get there, which will hopefully be uh, in the spot 2020. Yeah, plenty of time to talk about that sales tax referendum, and we will. And we'll start talking about some of the things that might make it onto the list with Commissioner Tim Denson. You mentioned, though, transit there. Well, as good a place as any to start here in terms of, of even more renewable uh, uh, alternate fuel vehicles, I should say. Uh, a pretty good fleet of those already. How many of the buses that we have now uh, run around on what we'd call alternative fuel? I think we have over a dozen uh, hybrid hybrid buses now in the in the Athens Transit fleet, and that's not even counting what UGA did with UGA Transit moving their buses to straight electric, um, which is probably the future that we're moving towards with Athens Transit, uh, you know, eventually. But right now, moving uh, just just to the hybrid engine buses, which are uh, you know cleaner for our environment, using less fuel, so therefore they're more efficient for our for our, uh, you know our tax base, and you have to pay as much for fuel. Um, and honestly, like, they're just nicer buses. You get in there, they're nice and clean, uh, just kind of beautiful, gorgeous buses. Uh, and I, I ride a scooter, so it's also a lot better if you get behind one, you have less exhaust coming in your face. Uh, quickly on the buses, anybody riding those? I know over the last couple of years, there has been, uh, the last few years, has been this expansion of, of days and routes, and, and there's more uh, talk of that in the future. What's ridership like? Yeah, ridership's doing well and definitely sustaining where we wanted it for our goals. Uh, you know, the Sunday bus service, when we went to that a few years ago, our goal was to make sure that we could maintain at least 1,000 rides on Sunday. That is happening. Um, our first steps towards, you know, a, a fare-free service was for uh, 18 and under students, which we did a couple of years ago. And we saw the, the percentage of, of young people, teenagers, riding the bus um, go up just – this 400 percent or something like that i think it was and that, that has definitely stayed up there and actually grown uh, so we, we see a lot more people you know a lot of these kids when they get out of the high school you know the school's out they can easily take that bus to get it to a job or just you know, go to the movies so they're staying out of trouble and we're kind of using that same uh same model for us now to go towards fare free for seniors and, and people with disabilities
Athens Clark County Commissioner Tim Denson with us. You mentioned scooters, jarred my memory on that local issue as well. As back in December, oh, and this was yeah. the previous commission before you took office, but uh, that commission imposing that that moratorium, as you can call it a ban, some people would call it a moratorium. Uh, I, I give you folks on the commission a year. You've been through about half of that year now to come up with some way to regulate these bird scooters. It was starting to look like the Wild West all over town, all over sidewalks and in streets, and all the issues associated with that. Uh, to what extent have you folks been able to work on this and then what kind of progress are you making getting an ordinance that might regulate these things and get them back in here? Yeah, right now that is in front of the Legislative Review Committee um, and they are coming up with, uh, you know, a policy ordinance and basically really the idea is that some kind of agreement that we can have so that if Bird or, you know, the, some, some other one of the comp- many companies that are out there come in here to do, uh, to have their scooters, we can have an agreement in place, so there's an understanding here, so we make sure that they're operating in a way that works for Athens, and that Athens has a scooter policy that works for those providers also. Yeah. You know, part of the problem was whenever Bird came in here, uh, there was no heads up. As, as you know, those <laughs> things just kind of fell out of the sky onto yeah. our streets, and they ended up everywhere. Um, so, yeah, we just need to make sure that we have a policy in place that we can enforce to make sure that those scooters are being used in a way that is safe for our community. Um, and that we can work together with whatever scooter provider is going to be here. Talking about the sales tax referendum, going to be on the ballot in November, the list of items that will be funded if you vote to pay another penny per dollar on your sales tax. Uh, Commissioner Tim Denson with us now to discuss this. I'm looking just now, John Huey, I think, wrote this for Flagpole. He covered a meeting uh, you folks recently had, a public hearing, and there's some talk now of changing uh, the, the, uh, the initiative here. As I understand it, it would be for a specific length of time to generate about a quarter of a billion dollars. There's some talk now I'm seeing of adding another year to the life of the tax to raise some $300 million and add maybe some money for parks. Uh, where are we in terms of that process change? Yeah, well, so right now we're looking at having uh, a final work session for the commission on July 10th, and that's when we'll really be deciding that. But there has, over the last few weeks, been some talk about yeah, extending this for what would be, we call it the 11th year. This isn't going to be a time base. It's going to be a money-based one, but basically next year, which will bring us up to about $305, $306 million, um, rather than the, the 275 or so that we're talking about now. And uh, that would give us, obviously, some options here for us to find a little bit extra money to, to go towards you know some of our uh, aging parks that need some new infrastructure put in place while we can still also build out on the new parks like the, the Palisade Forest and Beach Haven. Um, but there's also talk with this of, of you know, potentially having that, that funding go towards the, the Classic Center Arena, which has definitely you know, popped its head up a few times during this whole idea. And that was definitely one of the ideas that has been floated uh, by some in City Hall that we could be using that limited year funding for. Uh, there's also talk, I and mean, just to hit some of the highlights here, the big ticket items, and the one that's the biggest, the one that has generated uh, some degree of controversy, is this conversation about uh, whatever we choose to call it—a new courthouse, a new government center, some place uh, for our government functions to take place, and the people who perform those functions to work. Where are you on that whole thing? Yeah, you know, I mean that one is uh, a little bit contentious, and it's, it's complex, and has definitely created a lot of anxiety, I think, for the Citizen Advisory Committee and the Commission, including myself. And but there's there's some great things there. I mean, it's going to be not just building a new courthouse or moving the court functions to some other building, 
but then also us revamping the present courthouse so it can be the new municipal building. And all of those government functions that we have spread out around the county in different buildings could all come under one roof. And then that would let us be able to free up those other properties around the county and put them back on the tax rolls and you know, possibly sell them off and be able to help some kind of private businesses come in there. Um, so that's one of the big benefits. And I think the benefit of having all of our services under one roof is going to help out residents get the things that they need done and, and meet with who they need to meet. Um, well, the obvious question, Commissioner Danson, is where will that one roof be? Well, that one roof would be in, in the present courthouse. That, that part's set. If you okay. were to do this, the, the present courthouse would become the new municipal court, the, the new municipal building. And court functions would be someplace else. And, th- and that's the part that's typical. And that would be the big money part. It would be actually building that new courthouse. The way I see this is it's obvious if you tore the courthouse, there's no way. A bit of a dropout here with uh, Commissioner Tim Denson. Commissioner, you still with us? I think we. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you now. Thank you. You were saying before you dropped out there that uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think what you were telling us was that you you know that you look in the courthouse now. There's no way to get everybody in there doing everything that's being done now. So so where and the question then becomes where would we put the court facilities? Right. So I mean, we're we're right now that we want to keep it downtown. It needs to be close to multimodal center so people can use public transit uh, to get there. Uh, needs to be centrally located. So that is going to be, you know, a challenge, but I'm, what I'm positive that we're going to be able to find, to put it somewhere down there. And I'm hoping that once we do that also, while we do these criminal justice reforms that we're working on right now, like cash bail reform and such, that we will not only have a new building to have our justice center in, but a, a, a justice system that is more just, bringing both those those things in kind of at the same time. Uh, Commissioner Tim Denson with us, again, jarring my memory, this issue of cash bail uh, as part of a criminal justice reform package. You've got some other ideas out there, and we'll get to some of those. But the, this has gendered some degree of controversy over the last couple of weeks. You folks at a recent meeting, you commissioners, uh, and you tell me, I, don't, I, I didn't note whether it was unanimous or not, but there was a commission vote to eliminate cash bail for violations of the municipal code. We're not talking about breaking a state law, breaking a federal law, but we're talking about people who violate municipal ordinances, no longer have to post cash bond. Now, I heard from the folks in the bail business. I heard from Judge Ryan Hope, the municipal court judge, differing views on this, obviously different perspectives on this. Where are you on all this? Hey, I definitely think it's something that has to happen. Uh, we can't have one justice system for people with wealth and have a different justice system that treats people differently who don't have wealth. Uh, so we need to find a different way to make sure that we're getting people into court. That's the whole point of of the bail system. And what we've done is funding in this in this budget that we just passed, we are putting in a new alert system for the municipal court that they can be using to notify people about their court dates, to follow up with people, to make sure that they are showing up for court. And I don't think we have to do that by keeping people in jail just because they don't have wealth, which of course then creates a cycle of poverty and, and economic instability by making those people sitting in jail so they lose their job and they can't actually be providing for their family. I mean, we're, no matter who you are, like, we shouldn't be creating an economic instability that, that goes against what we want here. Um, so, I mean, I think it's a necessity, and, you know, I think it's a great step. And after we take this step, I'm hoping that it does spread, um, and, you know, some of the people on the state level start following up here, and possibly we can see some of the, the misdemeanor uh, uh, bond schedules also moving towards signature bonds rather than 
cash bail. Oh, but let's talk about some of those ways, Commissioner Denson, of making sure I do show up for my court date. Uh, and, and I'm not showing up for my court date because I forgot about it. I'm just showing up because I don't want to be there. I don't. You can send me all the text messages you want. I'm going to thumb my nose at you because I don't want to be there. What are you going to do about people like me? Well, the, the problem there is then we want to make sure that we're actually getting pressure on you to be there, right? If So when we're talking about texting and, and emailing following up with people, we're not just going to be texting the person who was arrested. Well, before that person is going to be you know, released, we're going to be actually getting their telephone number for their mother, for their father, for their husband, for their wife. Um, you know, people that, that they have around them who will also be saying, like, hey, I, I just got this text message, your court date's tomorrow. You need a ride, we're going to get you there. Um, so we're going to make sure we have that pressure coming in from the families and stuff. Because if there's somebody who's just not showing up, I mean, those are the same kind of people who probably aren't going to show up even if they had bailed out. So we need to make sure that we're getting that support structure that some of these people don't have as much of. That's why we're going to work out and work with them to make sure that those people around them are also encouraged in the church of the court date. All right. You mentioned this, Commissioner Denson. This is kind of step one, phase one of what might be a larger package of criminal justice reform efforts at the local level. I, I note that there had been this talk through the course of the campaign, your campaign and other people's campaigns, of dealing with these small amounts, misdemeanor possession amounts of marijuana, maybe doing something that's already been done in some other communities around uh, Atlanta, for example, uh, and some other places where you pay only the small fine. It's a citation rather than a criminal offense. So when might the commission move on this? I'm hoping that the commission moves on that uh, towards the end of the summer here. Um, I, I want it to be passing the parallel ordinance, like you said, has also happened in Savannah and Chatham County, over in Atlanta, Clarkston, a lot of areas now. Um, and we're also on top of that talking about creating a, a pre-arrest diversion system, too, that we can also have in place where a person, that will basically equate to a person being cited with uh, a, a, a diversion uh, citation that they can take and enter into, uh, uh, first just pay like maybe a $50 fine like we're talking about, but it keeps on happening. Then we could also use them to go into, you know, a, a substance abuse program if it's happening over and over again. So that we, but by doing that, we can get people the care that they need to, get the people the help they need to, but without having to send them into a jail first. I saw this. We just had AthFest, the music festival downtown. I saw this in the aftermath of AthFest that there might be some consideration. The, the set the setup now, if you want to drink beer at AthFest, for example, if you're going to do it lawfully, you're going to be in one of these, they call them beer gardens or whatever. They set up these tents and the rails and you're in a confined space. There's some talk of cutting me loose to drink my beer during these festivals as I walk around downtown. Is that something the commission can do and might do? Yeah, I mean, other communities have been have done this. Um, it's definitely going to take a lot of work for us to make sure we do it right, and that's why we didn't rush into it this year. There was talk about some commissioners wanting to do it before, but we were like, listen, we have a new police chief here. Let's work with our police chief so that we can monitor this, watch around, look at where we see maybe we have opportunities, and try to roll something out like that next year after we have like a full year to work on this. Let's go on this uh, one, Commissioner true. Commissioner Dem Denson. Let's go on this one. Uh, your first few months as a commissioner, and already you're hearing it from some folks. I know you've taken a couple of votes that didn't sit well with some of the people you voted for. Without getting into the weeds of specific votes here, that dynamic of it, you're, you're pretty progressive. You would say that some of your constituents out there even farther. Are you having a hard time keeping up with them? You know, I, I think uh, I, I expected that. You know, um, and that's what democracy is supposed to look like. And I'm trying to open out this operative as open and engage with the public and my constituents as possible. I'm holding monthly town halls. I just had one a couple of days ago on SPLOSS, where people can be coming before I even take those votes 
learning about what's on the agenda, talking to me face-to-face, talking to me with their other neighbors, letting me know how they feel about that. And while I might not do exactly what they want, uh, and this goes for people to the left and right of me, they're going to know at least that they have an opportunity to to be heard and to talk to me and hear exactly where I'm coming from also. So at least we're moving together on the same page, a commissioner with his constituency, and that's really the way it should be happening. Commissioner Tim Denson, thanks for being with us this morning. Yeah, thanks for having me.